0: betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
1: join hosts and educator extraordinaires michael Beton and noam weisman for the latest weekly podcast from unpacked wandering jews as they tackle topics and uncomfortable questions about israel judaism and zionism that surround them with the goal of working towards the answers together with their listeners no matter where you're from if you've ever wondered about anything this is the podcast for you listen to wandering jews with michal and noam on your favorite podcast app today wandering jews is brought to you by unpacked a division of open door media It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Hello
2: and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one
3: source for everything cannabis. My name is Blue. Alongside of me is Joe Grande. Thank you, Mr. Christopher Wright. And thank you guys all for listening to the podcast, Cannabis Talk 101. Make sure you guys check out the website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Yes and we have so many great new articles and blogs on the site so go check it out and go give us a call sometime 1-800-420-1980 and check out the instagram pages for daily news and so much more at cannabis talk 101 well blue is at one christopher wright hello and i am at joe grande 52 and i just got to remind you guys about advanced nutrients it's the first and only complete growing system for cannabis that optimizes all phases of the vegetative and bloom cycles To bring your crops to their true genetic potential, discover more at advancednutrients.com. Our guest on the show today, you guys, this guy, Tony Gallo. Now, Tony, I wrote you up something big because you deserve it, dog. I don't realize that. Well, I just want to first off say don't mistake in my quietness towards you at the beginning of this whole sit down because... I'm so impressed with you, but I didn't want to say that before (laughs) I talked to you. That's why I wasn't talking to you so much beforehand. So, you know, and and I kind of looked at you like I just can't wait to sit down and say this because you are the managing partner at Sapphire Risk Advisory Group. Now, since 2013, he's been getting down with this. What they do is they've designed cannabis security programs and systems across the USA for over nine years, making them one of the most experienced nationwide cannabis consulting firms in the industry. Now, during that time, they have worked with over 600 cannabis business owners in 35 states and Canada included, eh? Yeah, (laughs) that's right. And consulted in all three phases of starting and operating a business in the cannabis industry. From licensing applications, folks, security build-outs, and day-to-day security operating procedures... Tony is a senior, not a minor, a senior, not because he's that old. No, because he's (laughs) a boss in loss prevention, audit, safety, and risk emergency management, executive possession, both strategic and tactical experience in the multi-unit retail and finance loan service industries. Now, he has a proven track record. For consistently delivering results throughout the growth of organizations, infrastructure, and programs, including the increased complexity of corporate business segments, hand-on experience with the management of stores, distribution, administrative center, and especially, especially you guys, protection, personal and issues. It's unbelievable the 20 years that you've been doing this, Tony, that you started your career in loss prevention as a store detective in a retail store, folks, 20 plus years ago. There are people who say they work in loss and asset protection field, but this guy, Tony, right here, this has been his passion <laughs> for over the years. He's moved up in the industries and in other industries and in companies such as Easy Corp, Easy Pawn, uh, uh, Von Pawn, Easy Money, Sears. If you never bought a pants from Sears, well, I'm sorry you missed out. Then you bought the an appliance. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, you bought something from Sears. Federated department stores <laughs> and also in auto parts industry. He's a vet. Bottom line, Tony has an excellent track record for producing results in the infrastructure, organization, and programs. That were developed as the spawn grew substantially and business segments became more complex. Tony has proven his ability to reduce folks' losses in not only the loss and asset prevention field, but also in audit, safety, risk management, disaster planning, and insurance for specialty stores, major department stores, and in the financial loan service industry. The most rewarding character in Tony's loss prevention career so far was being able to develop a proven and successful loss control program for his clients, which is great. That's what he's passionate about, something that he built for everybody else to utilize. I love that about you, dude. Back in the day when he wasn't slapping the hockey stick around (laughs) and attended New Jersey City University where he got his Bachelor's of Science in Criminal Justice Welcome to the show, Tony.
2: Yeah. Welcome, bud.
3: I feel like I need to give you some money for that. Thank you. You probably do. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I'll take it. Don't get it twisted, player. (laughs) I do take tips. I'll be here till nine. (laughs) Write write that up to Cannabis Talk 101. (laughs) CT 101 (laughs) to be preferred. Yeah, baby,
2: baby. So, Tony,
3: dude, I I love everything I researched on you right there and shared with the world world of who you are i mean i feel like you came out of your mother going where's this where's that where where's your pants put them back on we need to make sure these are uh, on and off right when they're supposed to be did i, I mean do just, that yeah you have just been the fucking guy
4: thank you thank you That's very i'm very honored to be here i appreciate it very much and the, thank you for everything that you just had to say about me i didn't didn't realize how much uh, involvement i've been over the years when it comes to that and Very excited to be in the cannabis industry. Been doing this for nine years, and definitely one of my favorite industries I've ever worked in.
2: Why the cannabis industry? Like, why did you decide to use your education and and, of your past on the cannabis industry, or in it?
4: You know, it's a a very interesting story. Uh, I started off uh, working in the high-risk business, so uh, my clients were jewelry stores, pawn shop, liquor stores, convenience stores. And I got a phone call about nine years ago from a startup company called MJ Biz, and they said, hey, we're doing a show in Boston on cannabis, and we need someone to talk about how to protect the cash at the location. And I'm like well let me get back to you and i'm like i have no idea what to do in cannabis industry but then i looked it up high amount of cash very desirable piece of merchandise very similar to jewelry very similar to firearm tobacco alcohol uh, you know everything else that you work with everything else that i've worked with and i went to the very first spoke there was 125 people uh and 15 vendors and Flash forward, you know, the last event that they had was over 35,000 attendees. Oh, yeah. And 700 vendors. And the very are you first. Still,
2: are you still speaking at the MJ BizCon? Uh,
4: on occasions, I have. I haven't spoken in a couple of years with the pandemic and all, but I speak about 15 times a year nationwide at events. Sure. So, um, but yeah, and then that was it. Started there and and went from there, and uh, now we're the only national company
2: in the security industry that does this. Now, when you when you know, that's a great place to be, the, the only one that does <laughs> it. <laughs> so when, when it comes to it, I mean, so, you know, you're writing that section of the application, mm-hmm. es- essentially, right? Correct. So what does that look like for somebody? I mean, you know, obviously, you know, it could be very costly trying to get your guys' licensing, making sure that you have this. And, and um, you know, how does that actually work for you I mean like what are you doing
4: so different than applying for a license for a jewelry store or for uh, a, a, a bicycle store the state or cities require you to submit an application most of the states and cities are what's called a merit base which means they're only going to give out certain amount of licenses in that city or in that state and then that's it and the way they do it is they grade it so whoever has the highest grade, Gets the license, it's just that easy. Um, Or if the city decides I'm only going to give out four licenses, which is what you see in California all the time, you know, the number of licenses, we'll write that security section. So every state, every city is different, but we'll write what it will take. and, And what we're trying to communicate is that. We're, we're trying to tell the city or the state that the client understands the value of security and that they're going to prevent any losses. And if you think about it, we call it the big four, tobacco, alcohol, firearms, and then the pharmaceutical cannabis, the big four. And the reason we call it the big four is because any of those products, tobacco, f- alcohol, firearms, or pharmaceutical cannabis, that gets out to society is bad for society itself. Unlike if you opened up a jewelry store or a bicycle store and someone stole all your bicycles, well, you're just going to have more bicycles out on the street. Sure. But you don't want guns, firearms, tobacco, anything like that. So that is where that focus is when it comes to the security part of that application.
2: And they use, I mean, why so, you know, it's funny you say that because you think of that and when you think about someone robbing like a, a gun store, You know, you're, you're, yeah, it's freaking dangerous, right? Now you got them running around with that. Same with drugs, too, though, you know, because if you're running around with drugs, then obviously you're going to sell them. And and for some reason, that, you know, I feel like cannabis. And When you say to,
3: drugs, you mean drug store, like pharmaceuticals, well, pharmacies, pharma-
2: pharmaceutical. Stores, I just want right? to be
3: clear because my what? head went first went to my head first went to a dispensary, and then I went. He's not calling no. dispensary drugs. No, I and would, I want. Well, and my point is, I'm sure someone else listening thinking the same no, thing.
2: No, but the key point to and where, where I'm going is is that if it, you haven't really heard, well, internally you've heard of people robbing um, the the. Uh, Everything o- and anything o- for God's sake. Opioids, yeah. opioids, oxy, right? Oxy, oxy oxy cotton. cottons, yeah. right? Oh, pharmacies get hit all the time. You've heard yeah. about that, oh, yeah? But they're can't. not getting hit like, like, like cannabis is getting hit like a robbery right now. You know what I mean? Because it's not as secure yet. Well, it's, they were it,
3: for a while. I think a lot of I remember seeing some news where a lot of pharmacies in, in certain parts of the country were getting hit, and then they like started backing off of having so much of the oxy there or this and that because of that epidemic. I mean, I just remember seeing waves of it. Not right now. The wave isn't there, but I definitely it. Well, the wave now, I think- Is it towards it's, cannabis? It's more towards cannabis. Yes. And,
2: and I think there's, if, are we mistaken on that? Because you're the professional.
4: Well, I think uh, if you do look at the high-risk industries, uh, cannabis, although it does have its problem, it falls in pretty much at the lower end of, of the robberies that occur. Really? You really- wow. We just hear more, you more about really, cannabis. Right. We're so in touch with you. Don't what are hear the higher it, like, ones? Convenience stores. Uh. Think about convenience stores and what you have in a convenience store. You Pitt just out. stole the
3: Gatorade today. You have be a- <laughs> 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 <hear you>, no. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Great Gatorade's a big loss. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. You know, But if you think about it, a-, a-, a convenience store has tobacco. They have cigarettes. They have lottery tickets. They have alcohol in most of them. So they have a lot of the things that you know are desirable. So there are a, a high amount of that. And then you-, you you will see jewelry stores and pawn shops and you know not firearms as much, obviously, but... But you get shot, stuff, you, you get shot, yeah. some shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on in. You, yeah. Walk, you got re- you, you to be ready to play if you, you gotta hit it on the road. you got to be really ready to play. Um, you know, the interesting thing you're saying about the, the security concerns, uh, it really does change throughout the United States. Uh, we're in 35 states uh, from California, which is our biggest client, to New Jersey, which is our second biggest client, and everything in between. And the level of problems that you see, um, um, are reduced as you cross, into, cross the Mississippi because the dividing line, simply because the cannabis industry, which grew in Colorado and Washington, Oregon, and California uh, years ago, is the states going east have learned those problems, you know, such as, what the right type of safety use or what's the right type of security procedures to require the people to do and you see that the the problems really reduce itself as you go more east
3: wow and, and can we ask you what are the big clients like in california or in new jersey what are those big clients that you're working with
4: in in california yeah Oh, we work with the the cookies organization. Okay. We do a Never lot Never heard of, of them. Work. Sorry. Big name Never, dropper. What, was a that that
3: Watch guy? out, everybody. Whoa. <laughs> Is that a cookie? I didn't know you Tony's think? just dropping them like it's hot over here. <laughs> <Is that something laughs> hey, did? hey, Joe. I don't know if you heard of cookies, big guy. <laughs> So, i love that so poem. we do
4: in fact we just left today we, we, we were at cookies and we'll be there tomorrow oh cookies. that's burner waiting for you in yeah. the car outside he's like burner's uh, parking my car for well, me Joe by the way well he, he he's one of the high times top 100 yeah it? i he's know He's right I next just, to me in the back, in the book because i'm one of them too so yeah. are you on the list yeah. congratulations oh congratulations yeah. Yeah.
3: i didn't see that my bad I would have yeah. thrown that in this freaking intro yeah. i' apologize
2: for yeah. over yeah. not finding
4: yeah. that for yeah. you. yeah we're my the only security company to be recognized at the top 100 in high times magazine uh, well you deserve it dude yeah, i didn't pay for that exactly we didn't 17.99 <laughs> you know oh, what tony, i, I had to buy the kidding,
3: ma- i had kidding. to buy the magazine that's what i had to do uh, yeah. hey tony we're gonna break it? real quick we're gonna keep talking because i got so many questions about sure. what you do in your company it's cannabis talk 101 we'll be right back after this
1: stay with us we'll be right back with cannabis talk 101
5: iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
1: Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101.
3: Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande. And turn your typical into something special, folks. When it comes to infused products, the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. Visit that good old website at loranoils.com, L-O-R-A-N-N-O-I-L-S.com, and they really are something special. Speaking of something special, this guy right here, I tell you, Tony. The things that you do at your company and what you've been doing for so long has been so impressive. I like that you're working with the big wig companies like a cookies like that. Uh, I'm just curious what's the big one in New Jersey.
4: Well, right now we're working with TerraSun, which is a pretty good sized company up there in, in New Jersey. But there are we have over 100 clients in New Jersey and most of them are startups. Most of them are smaller chains, not major all, all cannabis muscle. or just in general. All cannabis All cannabis. All cannabis. We have uh, over 100 clients in this next round. This is our fourth round of applications in New Jersey. So we've opened up facilities in the past there. And in this last round, which is the one that the state really just opened it all up, we're working with over 100. We're working with 15 in New York, and they still haven't even come out with the application process. Wow. So
3: as you're the managing partner over there at Sapphire Risk Advisory Group, how many people are we looking at, Tony, that you guys have there? As you got 100 clients, applications coming in. What's this organization looking like?
4: So we have uh, on staff, we have uh, six full-timers, uh, but we have then uh, over 30 contract writers. So we have a, a writing group. Uh, they stem... They're international. We have one in in Spain. We have uh, several in California. We're uh, nationwide when it comes to that. And then we have floor plan designers, someone who actually takes the floor plan and then they put the video, the alarms, the access control, all of the security onto that floor plan, much like an architect would do. We get the architectural drawings. So we have uh, almost uh, 30, 30 people that we tap when it comes to various projects.
3: And there's mostly now all just cannabis, like Blue just said. So it just dispensaries, grows, mm-hmm. manufacturing, everything else like that. Every aspect of the cannabis industry you guys can make sure is secure?
4: Yeah, correct. So uh, uh, we're doing uh, labs in Missouri right now. We're doing uh, manufacturing in, uh, in um in Massachusetts, we just finished doing one for, uh, trade routes was our last big project. It's a gorgeous location in where I'm asked. and it's a, uh, a cultivation that now we have added a dispensary, and then we added uh, they're called Howl Rooms. Uh, uh, they're doing uh, manufacturing in there.
2: So you're only doing just the security planning, so you don't do the rest of the, the, the planning.
4: No, but what we do, because we've built out, so we've built out the security for 72 cannabis facilities nationwide in addition uh, to helping over 600 clients with their application. And because of that, a lot of the architects will come to us initially and say, hey, we're, we're, we're tasked to design a dispensary. We're tasked to design a grow facility Can you help us and make it flow better or can you give us some input? And we've been able to do a lot with that. And it saves the client a lot of money simply because we'll understand the better flow of a facility, which will help them with their construction build out.
2: Nice.
3: So just major consultants on a on a process that can cost a you a lot more fucking money if you just do it on your own. Good luck.
4: Yeah, I mean, if you look and I mean, and and we could we can talk about any part of the construction, but if you look at say you know the access control where you take your 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 card and you you access a door online. Keyless entry. Keyless entry, um, and this could be equated to anything, and it doesn't have to be security. But each one of those doors. To, to install is about $2,500. So if I can cut 10 doors out of the design, I can save you $25,000 right there. Same thing with how they design the flow of their manufacturing or how they dis- take their dispensary and how, when you walk in, how many uh, point of sale systems you have can greatly uh, change the amount of money. And a lot of my clients, they don't, you know, it's their money, you know, and that's the important thing about this industry that uh, uh, that really uh, gets my heart is a lot of the, the the people that are in this industry. It's their money. They're not from a major corporation. I worked for Sears. I worked for Macy's. I worked for large companies, and my takeaway as a director of security was, I, I really want them to see, but it's not my money. At the end of the day, I go home. You know, and get a you check, know, come and I get, and get a check a and I get another paycheck. So if we can help them save money somewhere, even if it's not in our realm, you know, um, the, the lab I talked in Missouri, they asked me the other day, do I know what kind of paint to put on the floor in the cannabis industry? Sherman Williams makes a paint for the cannabis industry, you know, it's like you know, so that saved them go. from that headache of yeah. trying to
2: do it. Yeah, big time saves.
3: Information that's sold and not told is what <laughs> you got there.
2: You know, and it's, it's interesting because a lot of these companies, I think, you know, well. I think a lot of people go into applications thinking that they could either write them themselves or just get any geek off the street. And I know that not to be true because I've been tested with the applications myself. And, you know, I've had a merit-based test in Hawaii. And, and although we placed, I think, very close to being right in the mix, we didn't actually win. Now, I think Hawaii was a different place because I feel like it was a good old boy network. and and um, and, and through that process, I feel like they, you know... Uh, I was in a uh, state that I had no business being in. You know? yeah. Is <laughs> you that what know? you felt like?
3: Oh, yeah. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, oh, you felt like these Hawaii guys are like, get out of here, Christopher Wright. Yeah, yeah. And, and I
2: had the mayor, I had the mayor, a Senator, or, I'm sorry, Senator Jay Kalani English with me. I remember
3: coming yeah. in later uh, as that deal was kind of happening, like learning parts about it, but I yeah, didn't hear and, and details. Woody
2: Harrelson was out there. That's was doing right. That whole, that whole thing. Were you part of any of that? No, yeah. no. So while it was happening, you know, it was just, it, you know, and who, the families that ended up winning are just like old school money that were there that had been there forever. And, it was and just what like, they
3: win, the license to correct. have a store?
2: yeah so like for stanton right now is is has an application that they just opened up i'm sure you're aware of yeah and so you know it's like just on the next block over you can get a licensed facility and and um you know this enhances why you know kind of like we're in the green zone right here right you know we're super close to it but um they'll have an application process and then it's either I, I, i'm not sure if it was merit based on this one do you know what the application was
4: um i don't leo's the uh, the genius he'll find out leo's aren't my lead application writer he came to visit me with us today and he heads that up but uh i don't know i love how leo but, went but, on his uh, phone uh, real quick question. Question. i will tell you <laughs> the, the answer
2: g- you
3: son of a bitch
2: no, no, I'm sure it is, it's, it, is like, it is like a merit-based i think <laughs> yeah. they, they, call, they call it something uh, else though
4: but 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 here's the thing about merit-based remember it, it doesn't have to be merit-based but if the city says i'm only going to give you four licenses it is merit-based, so right. there's a lot of misconception where people go, "Oh, that's real talk, though, right there." What you just said, yeah. I'm applying, but the state's going to give me my license, yeah. But if the city doesn't, you
2: don't get a license. Correct, yeah. So, and and that's the thing is that it starts with the city.
3: And the cities know who they're giving them to already, right? I mean, who are we kidding? The city's like- <coughs> Is it fair not to say that, Tony? I mean, the propaganda of, oh, look what we want to do, what we're trying to do. I agree with that, but. Isn't it fair to say every city? I almost feel like I'm pulling my blind eye up for everybody listening. Going, it's almost like if the city knows, the city knows what they're gonna give them. Do so,
4: it's almost of, too much power, well, right? One, you know, and you, you know, um, one of the things that we do is we do city council and law enforcement, chief of police meetings. We do about two a week, actually, where we actually sit down and we talk to the city or to the chief of police, or someone at the Cannabis bo- uh, Commission Board, if there is one, and talk to them about the security that we do. And, and it works. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've won licenses in California, especially because of that involvement that I had three months prior to submitting that application, where someone that I met with says, hey, you know, and I'll use in the New Jersey expression, they're good guys, and, and, and we wound up getting approved for that
3: sure i think that plays a heavy hand in my opinion as well and, and it's always not necessarily what you know but who you know in life right like i think that's just been like always in my opinion the lifelong like no matter what anybody wants to act like i hear you you want to be fair go to your local county fairgrounds that's the only fair in real life <laughs> but i think what's really happens in real life is what you're describing that's a good fucking dude right there that christopher wright oh that guy blue i know that guy uh, he's a good dude, but he ain't going to get one in Hawaii. But I like that character. This guy I like over here. Like I can see that happening all the time, right? Well, I
2: think what happens in in and most people don't realize is that You know, it is a good old boy network, right? Every
3: city, every state. A
2: lot of these real estate agents, because it starts with the real estate, right? So it's like you have to lock in that before that zone comes into play. And I did this, you know, pre-licenses in in Los Angeles. I I was making a fortune off of going into Los Angeles uh, in certain areas and, and locking in real estate that were ready to go green zone and i knew i kind of knew where they were going to be at so i would go in there and i lock that property up, and then i negotiate with that new person that wanted to get the license and they come in and buy me out of the lease or the how lovely was that? and i I did it here in stanton too i was locking up a bunch of these properties and contracts to sell but you know it's a slippery slope because you know if you get caught if covid wouldn't hit i probably would have lost a bunch of money because i was putting in contracts too. I remember seeing
3: those locations we were looking yeah, at. Yeah, I remember yeah. I had the map yeah. all
2: laid out, and I was locking up properties <laughs> here in Stanton, and I was, I was putting them in escrow, and then I was tie them up into escrow, and then when, when, when COVID hit, I was like, okay, you know, do I want to really buy these buildings or, you know, or assign them to somebody, you know, and so just assigning them off to people, you make money. Because it's like you know, I'm right. you, in the hot seat. You want to buy this real estate? Oh, I have a, it in contract. And I was doing that process for a lot of years. And I kind of got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm done. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to chase that that vision no more.
3: It's a hard full time gig, too. <laughs> it
2: was fun. It was fun. I did it for a lot of years, but I, I got out of that business.
3: <laughs> and to, Tony, as as Blue says that, it makes me think. What is a good, fair estimate? Someone listening to tell them what's a timeline from pre-application like walk the, the listener through opening up something like blue just said like he, a, a building that he was going to buy right like that's even pre-application of getting that so that part is even something that's got to be counted on to the real timeline right. of something like let's walk that through that even all three of us to just give the listener or something like Fuck, it takes that long?
4: So if you think about it, you know, what we tell our clients that they need to start their process and start putting their team together and start looking at what they're going to do 10 months prior to when the application is to be submitted. So
3: if you 10 had months of working before we even turn in the app.
4: Exactly. So, you know, the application uh, for New Jersey, and that's the one that came out in March, we were working with clients in February of the prior year to get there, and we see that a lot. And that's the, that's the one thing that you need to uh, think about is a lot of times people are not prepared because they, they, they're they trying to rush it at the very end. And and let's go back to what we've been talking about, that city council thing. To get what's called a city of resolution, which means the city says, you, you know, you can apply – and, and, and if you pass the California uh, application process, you can have a cannabis facility in our town. If you do that during certain times, sometimes city council is not in session. So as so uh, what happened to uh, us in one of our states where the application was due in, an aug- and in August of that year, and you had to get city resolution, city approval letters, but they weren't in session in July and August of that year because it was the summertime. (laughs) Or you're not in session for December because it's Christmas or the holiday season. So there were people that had spent well north of $100,000 to realize that they didn't do what they were supposed to do and they weren't able to get their licenses.
3: Why did not you tell them, Tony? It's all your fault, dude. You're, you need to be a leprechaun and be everywhere and anywhere people need you. No. That's your gig. You didn't know that? I've been called a lot of things. Leprechaun wasn't one of them, nah. so I'll take that one. I mean, you know? yeah, but that, what a hard moment for people to swallow blue. Yeah. And how many times have well, you heard that so, one, dude? And again, like, I mean,
2: I've had people, so I've been through this whole process, and it was years ago. But well, Tony bringing, doesn't know what you've
3: done, and I know that. So Yeah, yeah. No, you're
2: bringing up so many memories right now, right? I'm just no, thinking of it's, it's like, too. oh, yeah, I remember I got caught in that trap. You know? <laughs> I'm sitting here paying rent for something, and then I'm like leveraging that off. And it's, it's there's so many like little tricks to this trade. Oh, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and it's funny because a lot of people, uh, you know, they don't really know what they're getting into because someone's just telling them on the, you're going to get rich. Look at the numbers.
3: You have to be a you legacy know? guy to get in the game cool. if you're going to really get in the game. Just yeah. throw money. And if you're just throwing money, you better go get some legacy players that you're throwing your money with.
2: Yeah, I, it's a tough it's a tough sport. You got to know it. It's a tough sport, you know. it's, it's
4: not for the weak. That's for sure. Yeah. Definitely- what, what
2: what would the average person in your mind, you know, pay for um, to get a license from soup to nuts, like the very beginning. It's Cannabis Talk 101 when we come back. Let's answer that question okay. We'll we right back.
1: We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Are
3: you looking for a high-quality seed? Well, head to RocketSeeds.com or on Instagram at Rocket underscore Seeds. And you know them, you love them, so you better go try them right there, you guys, because they are a trusted seed. Rocket Seed is a trusted seed and a source for thousands of quality cannabis seeds at a fair price. Head to RocketSeeds.com. I want to thank everybody on our staff, you guys, that really does so much for us. Jan. Erica, Daniel, Cal, Christian A, Christian S. Love you guys. Denny P. Funk, Connor, Abby, Kimberly, Selena, Cash, Cam, Salar, Nadia, Ali, Pitt, Chris, Franquino, Jennifer, have a great, safe vacation. Yes. Be safe out there in Hawaii. And Elvis. And if anybody sees Jennifer out there in Hawaii, make sure you go say hi to her. Because the funny thing is, we've been running into more listeners out and about. Like, dog, when I was in D.C., and folks just come up to us out of the left field. So my point is, if you know who Jennifer is, and if you're out in Hawaii listening to us...
2: that she's out there. Jennifer's out there.
3: So, you know what I'm saying? You see, and if you see her on the IG, and you know who I'm talking about, go say hello to her. It's a good feeling,
2: right? Yeah,
3: I'm just saying. It's 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 happening more and more. it? it, It is. And Tony... What's happening more and more people getting these licenses and this and that, and we've been talking off air about Oklahoma and this and that, but I want to belly back real quick, Blue, as as you you mentioned something before the break, but I heard 10 months so far is what I have written down, and with all your experience, I I want the audience to listen to what it really takes. That's 10 months prior to applying your even application. So that's before you even turn in the application to see if you can get in the game. Is what yeah, Tony's so, recommending. So, so,
4: 10 months of starting to form your plan and your strategy and putting your team together, whether it's your application writer, whether it's your real estate, whether it's securing property, whether it's getting a feel from the city if they're interested in even having you come into that town, uh, getting a, an idea of what you're going to need for your application, depending on what state that would require, depending on what the city requirements are. Uh, trying to lock down that property. I think uh, a lot of people don't follow the, the proven steps. They'll jump around and they'll try and catch up. And you know, uh, if you look at the proven steps, you know, you're know, starting out 10 months prior, you identify the town that you want to be in. Well, you, you identify what you want to do. I want to be, a, let's make it easy, a dispensary owner. And I want to be a dispensary owner in Stanton. And Stanton's going to come out with their application round in uh, October, this is January okay, is uh, Stanton, uh, how many uh, people, uh, how many dispensaries they're going to have in that town? And they say, okay, we're going to They're, they're going to do somewhere between four and 10. They haven't decided yet, but it's somewhere in that vicinity. So now you know who who you're up against. Mm-hmm. And then identifying that piece of property and saying to myself, okay, this piece of property, I think is going to be the right property for us to be in. And then to be able to lock in that, uh, mm-hmm. that piece of property, I think there's a lot to that.
3: And then that whole time takes... Could, who knows what that that type right. takes it could, yeah because it could. that's when you but you're figuring that out even before you turn in your application right because you have to have the property
4: right right I mean in order for you to get a license in almost every state, you have to be able to um, you have to be able to lock in that piece of property and and uh, um, you know most cities uh, aren't willing to give you that approval letter if that's the city's in turn. If uh, you don't have that piece of property. Now, states will. New Jersey, you know, uh, again, New New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, um, California. The state will say, you can have a license provided that the city has given you approval. But we really don't care where in that city they've given you approval. But the cities are usually reluctant to do that until you, t- you identify a piece of property. So you
3: have to buy the property before you even Correct. get approved. So you Or, can sc- or, or go
4: on the lease. You can do a lease. You could do an LOI. You can do something of that nature. Something that says, if I get approved, I can lock into this piece of property. You know, you
2: may you need something that says that. And yeah. most and most landlords are, are going to either charge you for that um, <clears throat> or add a premium to why they're working with you. They just don't want to do it. I mean, there's no reason for them to just say, yeah, well, I'm going to evict whoever or give right. you this facility and tip-ups. So, I thought it was on the table. <laughs> uh, so, so most landlords, I mean, when I say extort you, but they extort you to, to get to that That's level. the game. That's part of yeah, the game, and right? that's why I was saying I, I would come in beforehand and I'd lock these properties up, and I almost did it in three, four properties here in Stanton. But, you know, and I'd pay, I'd end up paying, you know, 20 grand to lock this one up 50 grand to lock that one up 100 grand to lock this one up and then if i don't if i if i can't you know convert them i would lose all that money so oh. it's like gambling right but some of them weren't as hip and they'd be like oh yeah no problem it's a it's a refundable so i'd put it in escrow and get a refund back but most of the time they, these guys are getting a little hipper they'd be like well this is a non-refundable deposit and then you're getting stuck into a position where it's like can i really flip this thing you know, because if you can't, it's non-refundable. You're losing your fifty grand. You're losing your twenty or your ten or whatever you put. Down. Or you're
3: just getting that building for that. Yeah. <laughs> or you buy the yeah, building. Yeah, you're getting and, that and, building and, now.
2: And, and you're buying the building. out, right? yeah. yeah. yeah, whatever. <laughs> <it laughs> either buying it or losing it. But yeah. what I but but in L.A. when it first happened, we didn't have that. It wasn't such a big deal. It Was like non-refundable deposit, no problem. I mean, everybody was giving you a refund. You know, like I want to refund deposit. Some of them would you'd have to fight for a year to get your money back. But yeah, you know, but you get it back. You know. And so
3: either way, Tony, that's about ten months. You're getting the application. How long does it normally, what is the norm here in a response for an application? Is there a ballpark in different states? It's yeah, all different. There, so
4: there, there is a ballpark. And so, uh, uh, worst case, uh, so New Jersey, go back to, we did August 2019 round. They were going to give out 30 dispensary licenses. Uh, and we were fortunate enough to have eight of those 30 that won, but they didn't get approved until December of 2021.
3: And you turned them in when?
4: August of 2019.
3: So two years, damn near. So 10 months to turn it in, two years later. So now you're two years and 10 months in, right? The two years and 10 months in, they were for New Jersey. Now, some,
4: some towns
3: and Before some Before we got a license to fucking have a business to make money.
4: And now you have to build it out. So now you're another year into that.
3: You're two years into building something that you haven't made a dollar on yet. Damn near three, because it's two years, ten months. Let's call it three, right? Well, let's round it. Well,
4: don't you forgot the first 10 months I was starting to work on? Oh, no, 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 no I, I added that in there. Yeah, I got okay. that in there. Two years, ten so, months. yeah, yeah. I, let's just call it three. And then somewhere between uh, eight months to a year to build out the facility.
3: So now we're at the fourth year, as three, you say that. We're, we're going into year four of building now and trying to get this right. And you haven't made any money. You haven't made a sale yet. Oh. And no. that's just a dispensary owner yeah, this is what is you're That's pretty describing. normal, by the way. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you try and explain that to somebody.
3: That's like <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't start a dispensary. And that's why. How I many said,
2: guys do well, we see that just walk up? Well, to, a lot of people know, lie to them. So a lot of people lie and say that you know it's to, a four-year uh, plan right now. No, there. they'll say, Well, oh, we'll get it done in eight or ten months. And then oh, and there's you know, no and way. then eight or ten months, what happens is, is they've got a section of it done you know, if they're really good. But then, you know, it, it's just, it's a,
3: three, a three-year three process. And, and let here, me so. just be clear. Yeah, what I mean, you're describing, right? Tony, was a dispensary owner, right? Like, what well, we yes. kind of just walked through this yeah. whole little journey. Yeah,
4: so this, you know, dispensary, obviously, a retail owner. And this was a dispensary owner. And,
3: and would you say it's fair at four years in mind now, what we just described and went through, is now going to open? I can now open at a shop in four years?
4: Uh, yeah, it, these dispensaries are four years. I mean, I've seen them do it quicker, but you have to be realistic. I would say... To, from the from the time you start to the time you do your first sale you need to look somewhere between that two to four four year
3: process it it's a, not
4: it's not happening like you said it's not happening in six months i'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. i'm
3: not applying I, no. I like real talkers like this in my yeah. opinion tony like yeah. i i don't like the fucking contractor i'll get done this in two months i'm done it's like dude this is gonna take you three months easy to yeah. do this home permits team. alone yeah you know what i'm saying like every yeah. contractor because i could do this in this much i feel like you're not that contractor guy <laughs> is my point and i like that
4: well we, you know like i said we we're very fortunate to be able to have clients that win you know so it's not where we're not we're not doing work and we don't really care if you don't win or you don't we also have a desire to help build out that security for that so we want you to win we want you to move on to the next thing we want you to be realistic too because a lot of times people say well you know i'm going to open up a, a micro cultivation facility and i'm going to have uh one flower room and 300 plants and i'm going to go up against the big boys and i'm like you're not unless you figure out that those 300 plants you know, produce gold or something like that, you're gonna have a pretty much hard time of making it in that industry. And you're, you know, do you, or do you want, do you realize that? Are you gonna spend that kind of money? Or, you know, are you gonna have the IPA of cannabis?
3: <laughs> That's a lot of stuff that, you, well, you just keep it, it real, I love it. It's, it's,
2: it, You know, it, it, some cities, I guess, in smaller towns will move faster. Right. You know, some cities in the states, you know, right. you, like you could apply, I think, for the state license and then go into a smaller city that kind of knows you. And they will like, yeah, let's go ahead do your thing. But they were they had like a, a conditional use permit for the longest time. Right. Like, okay. you know, they were using conditional use permits and let you operate under the conditional use permit. I mean, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of other little ways to skin the cat that were happening. But I think most most states are getting away from that now. And-
4: but even if they did, you're, you're still a year. Maybe, you know, a little more than a year into it. So it's not like today I'm going to open up a dispensary and I'm opening it up today, you know, or I'm going to open up a grow facility. Build it out. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's still there's still a timeline on that. And, you know, yes, you can we were talking about Oklahoma before you can probably get a license quick in Oklahoma. But, you know, again, how quickly you're going to ramp up and look at the competition you're on compared to, say, Illinois. And then, this, you know, we're talking, to, this is including, this is not even counting if there's any lawsuits that put things on hold. Yeah.
3: What is the most random shit that uh, you heard that you're like, Wall I can't believe this one? Like, you know, because the cannabis industry in this field has gotten some rant, like, wow, you're one mile away from an elementary school or something that's just like, oh, God, this one? Well, the
4: best st- random story of the, of that kind was we had a client in L.A. who was going to open up or did open up a cultivation facility, and the regs said that he couldn't be within 200 feet of the school,
3: and he was too. 200- it was a school, like an elementary school. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's yeah. shit like this that happens all and, the
4: time. I've he, heard. And he was 210 feet. <laughs> and the as, law as says the crow, 200. But 200, but as the
2: crow flies, he was only. <laughs> well, even more,
4: we we knocked down 11 feet of the building.
3: Shut up! Wow. Just to make it work.
4: And he got the license. Wow.
3: You knocked it 11. And then we, did you rebuild it?
4: Yeah. We, we, we cut it off. If you it looked at it as a square, and you took the left corner and just clinked it. No way. And now he was one foot w- inside uh, the oh zone. Oh, my and God. N- and L.A. went, okay, that works. Shut up. Wow. What a that's great fun, story. That's fun, right? I had a feeling I you'd seen some shit story. like this.
3: Yeah. Is there another? Yeah. <laughs> Is there another? Hey, that one, Can not- I be so daring <laughs> I and ask you to? Try. I, I mean, that that don't think it will top it. But I have to charge you for any more of these. Please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how much? <laughs> that was good one, dude. Right? Yeah. I, that's what I knew. I. That's what I mean. That was a really interesting Knock scenario. Knock off 10 feet of the building. The things that people have to do to make shit happen.
4: You know, I I was mentioning before, and and, and meeting the city council or meeting the chiefs and having these conversations, there are requests that come in from us that um, that are... It's nothing wrong. It's just that they would like to see that. And when you go, sure, no problem. Like I had a chief recently in another California town say... I would like for you to put the address of the building in three-foot letters on the roof because if a helicopter flies overhead, they'll see the location. Not required anywhere. Not required by the city. Not required by the no, state. No, yeah, exactly. And my answer
3: was, sure. Not a problem. No was, problem. Yeah. Sounds no like problem. A, as a matter of fact, sounds like a great idea. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> Securing like... <laughs> my property even better for a helicopter to identify us? ding ding i'm in
4: yeah someone wanted us to remove a park bench we removed the park bench from the front another one wanted to put thorn bushes outside the windows so all of these things is really comes into when we we talk about community involvement you know getting in with that community as early as you can to say to them we want to be part of this city this town and having them come back and saying they're a good guy
2: I like them. I, I was doing that here in Stanton. I, I would go to all the city meetings and meet the mayor, meet the council, uh, you know, and sit down. And then there was collusion or something here, so they froze everything up or something. I don't know the story, but I, I started coming in every time. And then, and then, you know, like I said, it went, once COVID, you were hit, going heavy, dog. I was going heavy every Wednesday night or whatever. so close it was. to us. I mean, we're so close to here. And I was like, you know, and I had, I had, uh, you know, a team of people looking at, at, you know, buying a bunch of property with me and and stuff like that. But then, you know, I, I'm I'm blessed to have backed out because. It, It ended up being
3: a shit show here in the town. Blessing in disguise. Yeah. It always uh, is, right? That's the moral of every other story, too, sometimes in life. If something doesn't happen you know what folks look at it at the other side it's not half empty it's just still half full you didn't lose that much yeah no we could have been completely you know
2: stuck in, in buildings right now while the city figures out what they're doing because they think they had people that were untruthful or you know they had people yeah. in the inside I mean, and, and how
3: many pick every fucking city right But that, uh, that just gets Santa Ana that happen, just goes that everywhere
2: in Santa Ana all yeah, the pick a state the,
3: pick a city pick Hawaii a country deal that I was I mean, yeah.
2: involved in I mean yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, problems
3: oh, Tony we like to do the high five with all our guests that come in your company sounds amazing you sound amazing all the things that you do people look them up look at the company once again sapphire risk advisory group is uh the the, the gig right there google it uh we're gonna do the high five with you tony five simple questions okay. real nice and easy question number one how old were you the first time you smoked cannabis and where'd you get it from I was 16 years old, and I got it from someone in the park at our local town. In Jersey? In Jersey. Were you playing hockey at the time?
4: Were you playing at the time? No, I think I played hockey after I
3: smoked it, but I didn't yeah. play hockey at the time. You grew up as a kid, though, slapping it, right, too? <laughs> yeah. That's always a good time, yeah. getting high and playing hockey.
2: <laughs> Question number two of the high five. What is your favorite way to use or smoke cannabis?
4: So it's interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, I'm more of a uh, of a of a smoker i guess than i am uh, taken of edibles or or gummies or anything like that or vaping um you know uh so i'm just a straight out you know back in the old days joint guy. joint roller That's give me it. a zigzag yeah. and That's some weed it. and That's i'm good my, my son carter comes over he gives me a joint i'm good with it yeah. how old's your son He's uh, 22. That's awesome. 14. So you sit there and he's smoke. 14. Yeah, he's like,
3: oh, he's a 12-year-old, but he's really cool, bro. Like my 12-year-old he has got a mustache. He, he
0: gets good stuff. In yeah, Jersey, we call
3: best. that 12. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else we call it? He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good yeah, kid. No, he's, he's a good, good guy. guy. He's a good kid. Yeah, Question number three of the high five with Tony Gallo, the managing partner at Sapphire Risk Advisory Group. Craziest place you ever use cannabis or smoke? New York City Subway.
4: Nice. On the subway, <laughs> on the subway, New York City. Ain't there po po all over the place you know, over there? It was back, back in the old days when you know the New York was not the New York it is now, and yeah, and uh, uh, that was probably the the least drug that was being used that day.
3: That's yeah. <laughs> you you were smoking a joint walking over syringes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like I'm cool with this joint. Why? Because that overdose <laughs> that I just walked yes. by right now is probably yeah. a priority yeah. than over my fucking joints. Yes, yeah. isn't that
4: what that crack pa- pipe beat my crack pipe. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. As I head to this hot club over yeah. here yeah. called exactly. the 50 exactly. joint.
3: Exactly.
2: Question That's number quiet. four of the high five, what is your go to munchie after you get high? Potato chips. What Ooh. kind? Potato chips.
4: Um, I like Doritos. And yeah. I, yeah, I like kind the, of the blue The blue bag. Oh, the ranch. Ranch. Cool Ranch. Cool ranch.
2: Cool ranch. Cool
3: ranch. Cool you ranch. know how fat we are. You said the blue. Oh, you mean ranch, player. <laughs> <laughs> don't get it twisted. We cool. know a blue. You guys blue means ranch. ranch. <laughs> yeah. Just be clear, folks that are listening.
1: <laughs> Doritos. Like, oh, I know cool the blue ranch.
3: one. Yeah, if you don't know the blue They're one, called blue one's ranch. ranch. Cool yeah. Ranch at that. It's funny just to have all these random chips. I swear to God, Blue, I'm at the house, dog, and my daughter pulls out these taquiti little taquiti, uh, taquito chips, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Bottom line is I started laughing, thinking takis, of you over Takis. takis, but takis. thinking of you over the weekend if somebody else here was mentioning chips and you go, I bought some of those and we had takis. some here. You, But, but it wasn't Takis. Like, oh, so that. you bought some other chip for some of the other guests that mentioned chips and you. my point is I'm laughing going... Oh, God. Blue's bought in so many random chips that we have. And I just seen fucking Chris Frankino with a new box of chips over there. Yeah. <laughs> we are chip fans over here, <laughs> my point. Chippers. <laughs> we love the chips over here, Tony. Question number five with a high five. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead, dead or, or alive, alive, who would it be and why?
4: You know, that was an interesting question. I had to give that a lot of thought of who I would do it with. And it's the weirdest thing. But. Abraham Lincoln came to mind. Nice, and and uh, basically, uh, I think I would just like to see him stowed to see what he had to say. It was the weird, but like I tried to think of like a good like you know should I bring you know. Jimi Hendrix, or, you know, Willie Nelson. And for some reason,
3: I said, yeah, I'll smoke pot with Abraham Lincoln. Right. Yeah. Isn't it funny that the people that you can think Good of when you Abe. do that? Because Abe would be another, I mean, it's not a bad answer. There's not <laughs> a bad answer of anybody. Some no. people go their dead father, their dead mother, yeah. their dead yeah. grandpa, their you know, friend, Tupac, I don't know, pick it up. Their grandmother is still
2: alive I mean, yeah. that, doesn't, yeah. that doesn't believe a- in and it I
3: don't think there's a wrong, my point is no. there's not a wrong answer, this one. No. Never a wrong answer. But it's just so funny how many people, though, do say something like that. <laughs> It's a, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, it was a very, you know, thought-provoking question. I like and, it. And why though? Is like what what would be the lead off? Like if you and me and I'm I'm the fly on the wall. What's the lead, what's the lead? Do I think like I I think
4: I would like to I think I would like to sit there and understand what his thought process was back then. I'm a history person. I love history. Right. And uh, you know, and uh he's he's the one that came to mind. I mean, I I was thinking John F. Kennedy. I was, you know, it could be a lot of people, but he's the one that popped in my head as from a history point of view. And I said, yeah. Free the slaves. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Why not? So, you know, open up the dispensary. No, I agree. I and love my the, point. Is, I love it. Yeah. yeah, I
3: think it's a great one. Yeah. I, I, too, would like to be a fly on the wall in that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my point. Just, I'm like, what would you talk to? Like, I want to hear that conversation. I just yeah, want to listen, too. Yeah. Yeah, to see what I mean, he have to say. First of all, yeah. I mean,
2: if you've ever yeah. seen the movie, and the guy the guy was a, a, a beast. gee, yeah. Um, yeah, he's All own, those old dudes like yeah. that. Yeah,
3: they're strong yeah. men, powerful. Yeah. I mean, to think of what it took to, like, you know, live in those times and fucking make big decisions like that, especially him to make one of those huge... You, like... No, we don't need to do this no more It's see, great
4: See I was more thinking Like he'll blow the smoke Into his hat And then we yeah. will do a hot, you know, a hot box on that you know. Just for the semantics Of everything I've seen On TV
3: of you Let me borrow your hat For a second And give me your beard <laughs> I want to pick this up And <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 uh, uh, We're going to have to Redo that one again <laughs> like,
3: like, I want to build that skit Right now <laughs> Right it's not, it's not even like Why are you wanting To talk to him For something cool and I want to do this And it's
2: comical <laughs> I want to do it <laughs>
4: I wanna know like he was in that movie where he killed vampires.
3: I wanna you, know, yeah. you know you know. Yeah. All <laughs> the comical reasons. I love that. I feel like I went to the, down this mental whole stone thing with you right now. Oh, no, yeah. It was yeah. so awesome.
2: Yeah, I I I get them ten times harder now though. Yeah. definitely smoke and hang out with them for sure. You know sure. what I mean? Exactly. totally, me too. Yeah, That's what I was saying. Before like, it was all oh, business, uh, we just got into the uh, oh uh, shit. Tony. Tony's
3: cool. <laughs> Tony's <laughs> out there. I <laughs> like <laughs> it. it. Let's go out for You totally took me out there too. Let's go to Vegas like together, Tony. <laughs> to <try. laughs> I feel like I'm still out there right now. I don't know what's going uh, on right now. That was so well, cool, Tony.
2: Anything else that we forgot before we let you get out no, of here, No, no. I
4: I really appreciate it. I think you know, obviously, I love this industry. Been doing this for nine years. Want to do you know for another 90 years if I can and I love to be able to watch it you know I love watching this industry grow and and you know we, we we I remember as much as I can nine years ago of looking at California and saying oh you know one day it's going to be everywhere and and it's everywhere now and it it, it it I like the fact also that the respect that it didn't have and you know people who were even legacy before that know that now there is interest from from people, and it's becoming that uh, the industry to be in. Well, yeah. Tony,
3: you know what I'm going to offer you? It's going to be either a good thing or a bad thing. But some of your clients, I want to interview them, either they're going to say, Tony, that motherfucker, <laughs> that New Jersey slapstick <laughs> investor, or they're going to say, oh, Tony, oh, everything <laughs> about those guys <laughs> are the best. Right? Yeah. Or you know, pick in between. But my point is, I would love to interview and, and talk to some of that, uh, because they're all in the industry, right? Yeah, so yeah, my point yeah. is, it would be advantageous for everyone because i'd love to hear their story of how they got their property started and hear how working with you went too
4: i will definitely send a couple of i think the majority of them are going to say good things and they have an expression in my office because we're in da- we're based in Dallas, Texas. That every so often, so often I go
3: Jersey on people. So you know I,
2: mean? <laughs> I like I know that. what that means. <laughs> hey, you know what though?
3: My thing is this though. All bullshit aside, Tony, I fucking love direct, and to me, Jersey means direct too. Yeah. Right. And when I when you heard that term, because a lot of cats will tell me, you sound like you're from the East Coast, Joe. Sometimes you sound you do like some of that all the time too. And I love it because I'm like. You're right. Just be fucking to the point and direct, but respectful and nice and, and polite. I'm not crossing the lines. I'm not calling you a motherfucker and smacking you. You're well, not saying that
2: motherfuckers. That's his <laughs> that was his jersey.
3: But you know <laughs> what I mean, though. Motherfuck- my point is, I I like that vibe. I like that stereotype. Is my point to to what? Well, Why would you, you get it? rid of Trump then? <laughs> I didn't get rid of him. I just didn't vote for him again. But I obviously, the rest of America didn't agree either, motherfucker. I don't, I don't agree with you. I love how we could always go no, back to that and, you know, and still go, okay, it's good. Let's move forward. Uh,
2: Tony, uh, you know, if you guys are listening out there, make sure you get a hold of Tony uh, from Sapphire Risk Advisors. Also, check him out on High Times' 100 Most Influential People. In Canada. That's so player right there, Tony. Yeah, that's big. Thank you. That, that is really so big. is
3: big, though. Like to have the, the company and you to be a part of that and be a founding member. Like, that's not a, a bullshit list, in my opinion. I'm dude. surprised I'm not on it. I, I'm too, but Actually, you know what I mean? I was I, but, tripping I was but, like, but my point is dude, this. I
2: got, I got a fucking influence like a
3: I'm, I'm good with it because it's a different. To those
2: influence. who know I think it's they're different, trying with different. It's a different influence. And
3: either way, we influence, we're 100. Like, we gotta we we know our influence. I'm call cool. them
2: high times right now. Get them on the call. I'm no, never <laughs> I
3: didn't make it. I'm Um, congratulating those that did. Yes. You You know what I'm saying? Bottom line, and I know he's joking. And for those that are listening, that's what he means. And I'm not sticking up for him to to make him look better. I know what he was doing right there. For those who didn't, you don't know him. But my point is congrats (laughs) to you, brother, (laughs) because uh, that is a list that should be commended. And I'm so happy that that we've seen that and Blue pointed that out again. How did that make you feel, though?
4: You know, I I think... uh, my desire has always been to help people. And my desire is, you know, when it comes to this industry, is for people to make good decisions to be profitable and make money. And I think by winning, you know, being nominated and then winning this award by high times uh, makes me feel that I have achieved some of that goal. That, sure. you know, we're the only security company that's listed on those 100. And, and we're connected to almost all the CEOs of large MSOs, plus other uh, people that are very much... Uh, been driving this industry and it kind of uh, made it feel that I've hit that stride where we are and, and uh, helping those people Uh, Achieve that and you know it was a good feeling to have that now I get a lot of grief because they they mentioned they said that I'm the OG of cannabis security so now they've made me a necklace and I'm getting all this you know blinged out OG security I got a a big bling necklace in the bag over here rest in peace Debo you're going to be the new Debo out in Texas huh
3: (laughs) it's Friday (laughs) motherfucker thank god it's Friday you know it's just so cool though Tony to see all that and hear all that And, and for you to give back even in your response right now I I commend you for that because that's what you're doing like you're supplying a service for folks to make it better in the industry and then i ask you how it feels and you're happy for them and it's fucking dope that you say it that way so i'm just commending you for that and don't want it to go overlooked and don't think that for one second we don't oversee that you're a good man thank you and, and, yeah. and i appreciate you for that thank you and, and keep doing what you're doing and that's why your company and you are on that top 100 list because of that type of answer that you gave thank yeah big and, stuff. And, and, it's, and it's real cool to see that and, and to see leaders in the industry give answers like that because that's what this industry needs. People and platforms like this and that to help it grow and grow in a professional way like you're doing because everything that you're doing that I read at the beginning of this podcast is phenomenal. That's the type of level that should be on everything in this industry just like at Sears, just like at Coca-Cola, just like at these liquor stores and everything else that you go to and, and, and that's what your company's doing and, and keep doing your you do. You're doing the Lord's work, brother.
2: Thank you. Well, well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this, if no one else loves you, we do.
1: Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get
6: your podcasts.
1: Get in
5: zone, AutoZone
1: Welcome to AutoZone What are you working on today?
5: My check engine lights on
1: mm, That could hurt your gas mileage The AutoZone free fix Finder service can help find the fix for free Get
5: in zone. This whole report for free?
1: That's right, printed and on your phone for free
5: Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough?
1: We'll recommend a local shop FixFinder, only at AutoZone
6: Get in the zone, auto zone.
1: Restrictions apply.